How does the sale of Warner Brothers affect video games? Just how many copies of Grand Theft Auto V have been sold? And what is old is new again this week on 8-Bits for the week of May 21st, 2021. Welcome to 8-Bits, a weekly podcast giving you 8-Bits of video game news and a quick way to get you on with your day. I'm your host, Frankie Godoy. Now, let's get started. Last Friday, multiple video game outlets, including IGN and Game Informer, posted stories informing readers of the ongoing conflict in Israel, including links to charities supporting the Palestinian people. Shortly afterward, IGN Israel posted a letter condemning the article on the main IGN website, citing its support of the Palestinian people over a more neutral stance. The following morning, the articles on both IGN and Game Informer had been removed, and the supportive flag artwork on the IGN front page had been changed from the Palestinian flag to a generic red cross. IGN South Africa reposted the charities on their own site before the page was quickly removed. Following backlash, a letter was posted on the IGN Twitter account very late Sunday evening, speaking on behalf of the company. Notably, none of the public-facing editorial team had signed off on the letter. The following day, a long letter by the IGN staff was posted to Medium outlining and condemning the corporate overreach by IGN parent companies Ziff Davis and J2 Global. The letter had been signed by over 60 IGN staff members from various departments, including editorial and from three different continents. At time of writing, there has been no word of the all-hands meeting between IGN editorial and corporate requested in the letter. Regarding the conflict in Gaza, the Israeli security cabinet has approved a ceasefire following the near two-week-long offensive on the city this past Thursday, killing 232 Palestinians, including 65 children. On a less somber note, the Overwatch team hosted a live stream this week, showcasing two hours of Overwatch 2 PvP gameplay. Quite a bit was shown during the stream, but here are some highlights. 1. Matches have been reduced to 5v5 from 6v6, with player roles consisting of 2 DPS heroes, 2 support, and 1 tank. 2. Tank characters have been reworked and rebalanced across the board to fit the changes in team size. 3. New maps such as hybrid maps New York and Rio de Janeiro, as well as Rome and Toronto for the new game type Push. A full archive of the showcase is available on the Play Overwatch YouTube channel. The team will also be hosting an AMA on the official Overwatch subreddit on Monday, May 24th. Following rumors over the weekend, AT&T confirmed its sale of Warner Media and plans to merge the property with Discovery. With the sale, per a quote to Axios Stephen Totillo, a representative said, quote, Some of the gaming arm will stay with AT&T and some will go with the new company, unquote. Warner Brothers Interactive is home to some franchises such as Mortal Kombat from NetherRealm Studios, the upcoming Hogwarts Legacy by Avalanche Software, and the litany of LEGO games by TT Games. The sale follows talks earlier this year of AT&T seeking a buyer for their gaming studios, such as Microsoft. The time of writing, there's been no further clarification as to which studios will be staying under AT&T and which will be going to Discovery. Ubisoft has yet to make satisfactory changes following last year's exodus of leadership in the wake of workplace misconduct, according to employees. Per an investigation by French publication Le Telegram and further expanded on by GameIndustry.biz, legal proceedings regarding the harassment cases will be starting soon. The cases are being led by video game workers' union Informatique Juvedeo. 
Some of the unsatisfactory actions involve some of the people accused of harassment still being employed in the same position or simply changing title within the same workplace, as well as a lack of change from the HR department despite new hires being brought on specifically to make changes and establish a healthier workplace. Following the publication of the article, a representative from Ubisoft responded to GameIndustry.biz, outlining some of the concrete actions the company has made to improve the workplace, including new hires, new reporting tools, and new trainings put into place. Furthermore, the hashtag HoldUbisoftAccountable was trending on Twitter Thursday, with industry workers, content creators, and gamers outlining how they plan on holding the company accountable for their actions, or rather, inactions. The cost to subscribe to your favorite Twitch streamer is getting cheaper around the world. Announced via blog post this week, Twitch will be adjusting the price of channel subscriptions to better fit the local cost of living. The change comes after feedback regarding the cost of subscriptions being in USD globally, as $5 monthly can be significantly more impactful monetarily in other places of the world. The blog post also notes the lower engagement numbers of subscribers in other regions. Twitch will also be rolling out a year-long program for creators to maintain a steady baseline income to counteract the price changes, alongside incentives for creators increasing their subscription numbers. The price changes are now live in Mexico and Turkey, with a gradual rollout for other countries coming later this year. And as an editor's note, Twitch is a wholly owned subsidiary of Amazon, and I am a former Amazon employee. And now for a message from our sponsors. Take-Two has 21 games releasing between now and next March, per their fiscal year 21 report released this week. The company brought in nearly $3.4 billion, accounting mostly from the juggernaut that is Grand Theft Auto V and the NBA 2K franchise. Grand Theft Auto V has also reached over 145 million lifetime sales, with more to come following next-gen upgrades coming to the title this November. Per the release, four of the upcoming titles are also, quote, immersive core releases, with half being new sports games and the other half being all-new IP. The report also outlined 41 additional games expected to release by March 2024. A new bill in South Korea looks to protect the players and workers of the esports industry. Brought forth by Congressman Yu Dong-soo of the Democratic Party of South Korea, the Heroes of the Storm Law, be it enacted, would require a game publisher, distributor, or company behind the esports league to inform all involved parties well in advance if there are plans to dissolve competition around a given game. The law was inspired by the sudden cancellation of the Heroes of the Storm esports leagues, the Heroes Global Championship, and Heroes of the Dorm in December of 2018. The cancellation was made without any prior notice given to the esports organizations or players, suddenly leaving many without work. Congressman Yu pointed to the young age of players in esports, many being in the foundational years of their careers, and the ending of a league potentially leading to serious consequences, saying, quote, laws must be in place to protect them from unilateral damage. Finally this week, what was old is new again with the return of Free Radical Design, the studio behind the famed Time Splitters franchise. The announcement was made late Wednesday night from the Deep Silver Twitter account. The post outlined that the studio was returning under the leadership of the original founders Steve Ellis and David Doak. The studio's first game will be a revival of the Time Splitters franchise, a spiritual successor to GoldenEye 007 and Perfect Dark by the team while they were still a part of Rare. 
Free Radical Design was renamed to Crytek UK in 2009 following the studio's acquisition. It later shut down in 2014. A majority of the studio then went on to form Dambuster Studios to complete their work on Homefront The Revolution. Deep Silver clarified that Free Radical Design is a wholly new studio and not a rebranding of the existing Dambuster Studios, who is still actively developing the next title in the Dead Island franchise. And that's it for this episode of 8 Bits. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you choose to listen on. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give the show a rating that you feel fits the show, be it positive or negative. I appreciate any amount of feedback that you can give me. Everything goes just to making the show a little bit better. If you want to hear more from me, or maybe see some of the different memes and such that I post on the internet, feel free and follow me on Twitter at Frankie Godoy. That's at F-R-A-N-K-I-E-G-O-D-O-Y. I'll be sure to make a Twitter account for the actual show in the future. But until then, thank you for listening, and have a good rest of your week. (laughs) 